Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You got the podcast over me. <laughs> You're listening to Bandwagon. <laughs> Christmas number one. <laughs> Christmas number one. Oh, what a cracker. Welcome back to Bandwagons. I'm Fanula. I'm Breed. Um, how's your week been? Good, yeah. Very it's good. good. I'm wearing my boot tights. Your boot tights. Feeling good. Um, only the OG fans will recognise that. Yep. Air horn. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not practising. <laughs> <laughs> we got a soundboard. <laughs> Woo! I don't have a trumpet. Then no, the, the air horn. this <laughs> I think the air on wasn't all. I just wanted to demonstrate I'm positively. So, I don't know where what numbers things are on, so um, you might just get a lot of mixed up. It might add to the comedy. Who knows? Um, thanks so much to anyone who stuck with us after last week's episode. Um, we're we're pulling it right back. We're pulling it right back to what bandwagons is all about. Yeah, bandwagons. Sorry to anyone that was offended. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to any people we did. I met offend. a lot of you over the weekend. Um, and we appreciate your feedback, always, um, because you are what keeps the wheels on this wagon <laughs> and you keep them going keep round and round. Turning. And um, yeah, but we really appreciate um, you always. And for that reason, we're going back to basics. Oh, sorry, Breed's going in again. <laughs> no, I thought you were uh, queuing me up for something. Okay, no. <laughs> um, we're going back to basics. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. So am I. Um, we're ha- we haven't done our end of year list yet and we will soon. <laughs> Wait, is dying to use the same word now. Um, but I arguably would think this guy is one of the biggest bandwagons of this year. Dermot Kennedy. Oh, is that the right one? <laughs> what? Can you not hear them? Yeah, I can. I, just don't, oh. I don't know what's in your head. No, so my favourite thing is, before we get into any of the, like, the actual content, um, I just love going, oh, oh from that song, which yeah. is... Well, not the words. moments past. I don't know what he's saying though. Does anyone know what says, that person oh, is? Oh Lord, darling, won't. Doesn't make any sense. What? But what words did you just say there? Oh Lord, darling, won't. <laughs> <laughs> is that? That's what I hear. Oh, play it again. I'm so warm. Oh, oh, I should have a radio show. You should, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dermot Kennedy is um, Refuse a to nice comment. man and will not will not take an interview for me. I have or tried, me. or you, yeah. I've, I don't think you've tried though, have you? Are you trying just for you? That whole time? Sorry, that's rude. Sorry, we actually did try to get him on the podcast because he was. I meant in a individual capacity before. This Why would as well. you talk about your own personal endeavors on this podcast? <laughs> Anyway, he was playing, he was, they opened this like new hotel in the Liberty, it's called A Laft, and he was playing a gig there for it. And we were invited to it. And we I tried wasn't. to in. Oh, sorry, I was invited to it. I was just now trying to you can nice. talk about your own person. <laughs> um, um, I couldn't go in the end, but I was trying to see if we could get an interview with him, but like, or even just to get like five minutes to be like, 
had a great year. What's going on? Because he has had a massive year considering years. where he came from. Yeah, I would say it's been this year's been steady, up and down for him. A steady. Uh, what personally? <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? No, it hasn't been. Like, I'll get into it. Oh, you will. Um, it's been a steady incline I think over the last two years, but the 2019 has been. Peak, I would say peak dermo. Peak dermo. Yeah, absolute peak dermo. Do you want to know a bit about him? Yeah. Um, so he's 27 years old. He sure is. He he's looks. He looks older. <laughs> oh, she's she's not well. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm touched to find me, Darren. <laughs> oh, this, this is the worst thing we ever did. <laughs> you know, you know what's coming up to Christmas, and we are absolutely losing the plot. Anyway, he's 27 years old. Where's he originally from? Rathcool. Rathcool. I googled it last night. I kept thinking it was Cabin Teeley before I went to. Uh, research this but um, I actually had a profile on him back in I'm going to say 27 for 2018 for the start of 2018 he was one of Golden Plex Plex Picks which is where we pick artists and bands who we think are on the up and I had to do a profile because again wouldn't take an entry for me but anyway um, mad into the busking loved busking and it was when <laughs> he had an encounter with Glenn Hansard at the annual Christmas Eve busk on Grafton Street kind of set the wheels in motion for his career. What year was that? 2015 Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, he performed a cover of Bob Dylan's You Ain't Going Nowhere um, and he left a considerable impression on the former Friends frontman. Um, several years back and forth, misconnections, they just couldn't hook up with each other to do a gig or do something. Um, Hanser got in touch to get Kennedy on stage with him at Vicker Street in 2015 to a capacity crowd of 1,500 people, which is mad now when you consider we'll get into all his gigs coming up, but um, he was kind of asked in previous interviews about like where it came from in terms of him being where he is now and obviously you're going from busking to... Taylor Swift is obsessed with him like yeah. he's selling out he's pretty much sold out nearly every venue across Ireland um, he loved it he said when he was 10 years old um, he saw someone his cousin playing guitar at a party and um, his cousin was very good he said so I got a guitar and started playing that was the very beginning I started to fall in love with music by David Gray Glenn Hansard songwriters and a group from there but do you know what he his number one career ambition was prior to music if I guess right, will that ruin the fun? <clears throat> he Do wanted to know? be a footballer. He sure did. And um, playing football was just as important to me. I was a kid. <laughs> I was a kid thinking I was going to be a footballer until I was fourteen years old, and then you realise you actually have to be very good to do that. That's kind of sad. His family was very musical, though, weren't they? Yeah, and his, like his mom kind of played piano or something, and his auntie sang. His and... mom pushed him to because he was the same as myself. Only put one course down at the CAO, and his mom was like, "Please put down something else." Um. He but had a classical a music degree down. Yeah. yeah. Um, swiveled down to an exam and then after the exam swiveled down to an audition. Only 20 people get in. I got in but it was the only course I put down on the form. So, um, In college he collaborated with one of his classmates um, but they kind of recognised that they had very different visions of where they saw themselves going as artists. Kennedy, he never really saw himself as a composer. Um, he saw himself as an artist, this guy that we probably know now, this like fully fresh like singer-songwriter. Um, and then obviously did his bits with Glenn Hansard, had a buzz there. Um, he released, prior to his uh, first LP that he released last year, he released Doves and Ravens, the EP. Um, he's just obsessed. But you know who he's, he was obsessed with growing up? David Gray. Um, other than David Gray. Um, <clears throat> Someone that I haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, and you, well, I don't think you'll guess this because it's so left field. Oh. Uh, Actually, Karen Bailey Ray. <laughs> um, she's a good gal. Um, but not her, unfortunately. So I, you could probably tell from a lot of his music. Was it's it? very... No, keep talking. <laughs> was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't me. I'm really sorry. Um, you could tell from a lot of his music. He's very hip-hop... Uh, inspired and redraws from that um, and the first hip hop album he ever listened to was 50 Cent's Get Richard Die Trying oh wow he said I kept listening to it the next album had Piggy Bank on it which is the song and I used to make my mum play it in the car wherever we went to this day Piggy Bank is my mum's favourite song by 50 Cent <laughs> there you go good job Mrs Kennedy is there anything more attractive than a man studying classical music in minute <laughs> no <coughs> Not when they look like Derby Kennedy. Well, not when they look like Derby. That's the one thing I've said as well. And I've gotten, not that I've gotten into trouble about it, but obviously, like, I've been very much on the dermal bandwagon since. Before it was cool to be. But, well, that's not what I was going to say, but like, <laughs> since 2017. And not in hateful way, like, it's also down to the fact that he's extremely easy on the eye, right? And yeah. 
I do remember you saying you'd love for Dermot Kennedy to snap your neck. <laughs> oh, I should actually look up the tweets that I've sent about him. That's, I really hope. Cause, but this is what it's I was going to say because a lo- uh, he has like, it's his like girlfriend's sisters or like some relation to them. They all follow me on Instagram. So anytime no I like cover him positively, they're like, woohoo. But then there's, no, they haven't seen because there was a couple of times before I would have been like, Break I really fancy neck. him, yeah. Um, Fanula J, Dermot Kennedy. Do you have any dermal facts you want to share? We saw him very recently. We saw him in 2018. Like, I I just wanted to pick up from 2017 when he started to get well known in Ireland. And I used to hear him on 2FM all the time. But it was because Taylor Swift had added him to her Spotify playlist. Yeah. It was like October 2017, I think. Yeah. And like, the ball has just been consistently rolling ever since then, I feel like. Yeah. But he, was, he wasn't really doing that much... On a large scale. He was playing like the button factory that year. Yeah. So he kind of went from like he was focusing a lot of his efforts internationally, touring internationally. And I remember seeing it was Glory came up on my Spotify and they were promoting it for some reason. Or it was like it was actually I think it might have been sponsored ads on YouTube videos. And I was like, who is this guy? And I'm going to be honest, at first I kind of hated his vocal a small bit. And then it just hooked me in I think lyrically and the lyricism once I actually gave some time to like let it bed in I was like this is incredible but then when I was looking up tour dates and I was like I can't believe this guy is Irish why haven't I not heard of him blah 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 and then I saw like Julian on Spotify you can see all the live dates they're doing and he was doing all these little like club shows in America obviously to like cut his teeth and as you said he went on and he did the Button Factory was it that same year or was it Button Factory was I think 2017 it was late 2017. And once again, I was offered free tickets to that and I didn't fucking go. Well, you haven't learned your lesson. I literally you... have not learned my lesson. Yeah. But anyway, then we saw him in Vicar Street in 2018. Yeah. And it but was that just goes to show, I don't know the capacity of the one factory, do you? Um, I was going to just guess. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Please don't. I'll actually Google it. But if I'd you say consider... 400. So Vicar Street is 1500 and he sold out two nights at that? Yeah. In 2018? <clears throat> yep. Button factory... Capacity. So, like, I, I will say that I know a lot of people are. I, I, it's. I don't think it's fair to say that. Were you waiting to press the soundboard? No, not yet. I think it's. I don't. You're just <laughs> go. No, tell me the quantity. Um, the quantity. Um, five hundred fifty capacity. Who eats that many fucking eggs? <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, I'll give you a go next week. Um. Anyway, so he went from that to doing double dash, and then I think. No, hadn't, didn't he do like two nights at the Olympia in between? Because yes, I remember... Yes, my brother was at that. No, you tell me what you remember. Because I, I think that was the only time I was offered a chance to interview him. And, um, and uh, I was going to, I was flying to Canada to see Kian. Oh, he ruins everything. <laughs> my lesson. Hi. Um, yeah, he was doing like two nights at the Olympia and then it was like two nights at Vicker Street. Yeah. And then obviously Worldwide. to what we're doing now, like he's doing... The reason why we picked this as a bandwagon is because he's doing two sold out nights at the Tree Arena. And like a whole rake of them in June next the year. 22nd and the 23rd into... this year in the tr- Dublin Tree Arena. And then 2020, he's doing a date in he's Cork. Belfast, Cork, Cork and Park. Belfast. Dublin in two different areas. St. Anne's Park and... St. Anne's Park and Malahai Castle. Malahai Castle. And then he's doing a date in the West for is a he? new festival called Saltwater. Yeah. Oh, class. So he is... All over. Everywhere. Um, my brother was an OG fan. My younger brother, Michal, he does not listen. Um, but he went to the Olympia gigs and he's like, I don't know, he's a bit of a wild card. He hung around outside the back alley after the gig thinking he'd get to meet him because in those, like he wasn't that big. Like, you know, like nowadays. Sorry, which gig was this? In the Olympia. So like yeah, be- uh, before, like, pre Vicker Street. Like, there's, yeah, I think there's still a good bit of chunk of time where there was like, it, that definitely would have been feasible. Yeah, he was like just getting going on 2FM, which is where my brother would have heard him. And then, but hadn't really picked up speed yet. So my brother and his friends hung around the back door of the Olympia and some lads came out and they were like, here, what's going on in there? Can we get in? And they were like, oh yeah, here, we're leaving. We'll give you our wristbands. So they gave them their wristbands and Michal and I don't know how many of his friends snuck into the after party of the Olympia gig. And they were like, this is class, like big after party. But it was literally in the room was just like friends and family and management. But they didn't know that. So like, they were up at the bar and they were like, oh, and the man got talking to him. And we were like, how do you know Dermot? And he was like, oh, yeah, we're really good friends with his Auntie Mary because Mary Kennedy was there. Mary Kennedy, host of Nationwide. Nationwide, yeah. And Icon. Strictly, what is it? Dance with the Stars? Dance with the Stars. Winner. Star. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think she could do it. 
Uh, so they were just like they saw her in the room and were like oh yeah we're really good friends with his Auntie Mary but then it turned out they were like talking to his manager and I don't know if they got kicked out or what but they have a picture like there's pictures of him going back and it's like 2017 it's him with Dermot Kennedy like in the bar in Olympia so gas so jammy like so so gas yeah it's really been I have it uh, my friend Dave Handerty for Joe Daddy, he did a really good interview with them as well and how did you get you didn't Dave has that power do you know what I mean yeah, he has that literal power over Dermot Kennedy yeah. my my Everything I hold dear. It's not even the same song. We're going to get absolutely killed for that. But anyway. Um, but he said, and he has this line in the article, which is very, very good if you haven't read it. I really do recommend. Um, His explosion is hard to pinpoint. There's no obvious take me to church signpost, nor is he distinctly uh, Irish phenomenon in the mould of picture this. Would you agree? Or can you pick a moment that you were like, yeah, that was it. That he like for him like because I get that do you know the way like take me to church was really like oh yeah and take take my hand was like picture this yeah glory was his one wasn't it in Ireland I I remember hearing that everywhere I uh, for me it was yeah but I don't know if that was the moment because it has been like a very as much as people want to be like he came out of nowhere he really didn't it's for us on the surface level we are seeing two years that he put in but it's definitely more on top of that yeah I'm trying to think I think I think it might have been the Vicar Street gigs and I'm not just saying that because we were there but I think that was really like a a religious experience like it it, was my god it was so good and all he did was stand there and sing yeah I actually saw him before that at Electric Picnic and I was kind of just I think I'd lost people or I was just, I was by myself anyway did I go that year no Um, oh yeah so I strode around by myself and found his tent or whatever and walked in and he had a gospel choir singing glory with him and I was like this is insane like it was so good and then it was like over but I think that was the moment I kind of was like Jesus this lad's class yeah live yeah Um, very very good just but you know what? It's been a tough road from this year. Do you want me to tell you about it? Oh, now I understand. Okay, yeah. Do you have it any sad music? Been, do you yeah, want I sure do, but I don't know if it's going to loop. <laughs> <laughs> what hardship has uh, Dermot Kenny been through, Reed? So his voice is basically shagged. Like, have you oh, noticed this? no. I'm, I'm going to stop that now. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hit play again. <laughs> um, <laughs> get it off, Shane. Get it off. <laughs> um, um, I heard him speak about it with uh, in an interview with, on the Ian Dempsey Breakfast Show, would you believe? No way. Yeah, because I, I remember him saying that he basically hadn't been trained at all and that... Yeah, he, don't, he, don't spoil it there. Sorry, okay. <laughs> Okay, so basically this summer he had to cancel a lot of gigs over the UK, Switzerland and Germany um, because his vocal, his voice was under so much strain that he just couldn't sing anymore. And I don't mm. know if you saw him on the Late Late Show towards the end of the summer when no. he was kind of just coming back. But he he was, he wasn't at his best, like, but he... He wasn't well. His vocal range had dropped by like half because he was putting so much strain because he sing, he was singing from his neck. Um, the and neck. He, what did I say? <laughs> I wish I had that. Oh yeah, we um, need to get that next time. So yeah, he had to cancel all these gigs and it really upset him. I don't know if you saw the big handwritten letter he put on Instagram. I did, yeah, yeah. My God, that was hard to read though, all the same. So sad. We'll put yeah. it up on the, our Instagram. Um, he said, basically my voice felt like it wasn't my own and I had half the range that I normally have. The issue was down to massive amounts of tension and tightness in his neck. Um, he said, it's essentially choking me whenever I go to sing the way I'm used to. So he's been basically, like I said, singing from his neck the whole time. And he'd really freaked that he damaged his vocal cords. But thankfully he hasn't. He just, he'd fecked everything else. He actually said, it basically turned out that the vocal cords were grand, but everything surrounding here had been working too hard for too long and basically crapped out in the end, <laughs> which is lovely terminology. It really is. So he has gotten a vocal coach since and he's learning to sing from his diaphragm because... You can sing from your diaphragm for ages and ages and ages, but the way he was singing just wasn't going to hold up yeah. for him. But that's what he basically said, that he said that it's like, you'll meet people in the industry. He said he he spoke to Vance Joy about it and he was like, have you ever been trained? And he was like, nah, like it really just depends. Vance Joy but, has never. Yeah, but then you, he'll speak to other people and they obviously have been, but like you can tell then because there might be a certain vocal style, but like with his vocal style, he probably needs that training. But to be honest, that's why I didn't really like him initially as well because he was just... It was shouting, which yeah. is weird because I actually really enjoy shouting myself. So <laughs> don't be just kind of be on that buzz, but don't get, get away from the soundboard. <laughs> um, but I think he can only benefit from that. If he's going to keep like belting, yeah, he no. really is Well, if a this belter. is his job and he's going to carry on singing the way he sings, yes, I would agree. He yeah. needs to change it up. But I'm so glad that um, it hasn't changed the way he sings at all. 
Do you yeah. know what I mean? It must be so tough to relearn it to sing though. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Any, because he's been doing sings, it for so long and touring. Yeah, Vance Joy probably sings from his diaphragm naturally so has never really needed it because otherwise your your throat would literally be in bits. Potentially, Because yeah. I sing from my throat. I, I also know if I, sing from my throat. <laughs> uh, you'd, be, you'd be really sore like. Mm. So it's really hard to learn to sing from your diaphragm. I don't know. If you take nothing else from this podcast. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. Never forget where you're You're going to say take that on this. You're going to lose all the listeners. Dermot's going to be so offended. I don't think you will be. Um, The one thing I will say about the the gigs that we went to and now you're actually going to see him. I'm going to see him. You're going to see him at one of the three arena gigs. I'm going to see him on the 23rd. My older brother got all of us siblings tickets for Christmas. That's so nice. Are you sitting or standing? And we're sitting. He was like, we're having a lovely little sit down because you don't need to stand for Dermot Kennedy. Am I correct in saying Frey Ridings is supporting him? No, that's she's supporting Hosier tomorrow. Oh, I have that though. That's yeah. a mini bandwagon, guys. Wait for them. They're really good. They're really good. Sorry. Um, Spoiler alert. Um, I don't know who's supporting Dermot yet. I feel like it was announced. I can't remember. It could Sorry. be Freya as well. It wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, it's actually not relevant to the point that I was about to make at all. But I know an issue that I found at the Vicar Street gigs and I'm sure probably the smaller gigs as well. I don't know if it'll be if it'll be something that'll come up in it at the, in a triarena capacity. Uh, Dave actually highlighted in the article for Joe is the amount of people that talk at his gigs oh, and yeah. like the certain level of like concert gore etiquette, which he's highlighted um, very brutally because Dave absolutely hates people talking and doing shit at gigs, <laughs> which is fair enough. He's a music reviewer. Makes sense. Uh, etiquette or crippling lack thereof at live outings feels a very modern problem, one exacerbated by the ubiquity of smartphones and allure of social media. The issue has been present at every Dermot Kennedy show I've seen, this is Dave Nami, presenting a genuinely odd disconnect in the process. There can be no doubt that the vast majority of attendees at his shows are devoted. I've witnessed tears, embraces, catharsis and worship. I don't know if I said catharsis right, but no, I, I don't think you did. And I've heard the noise, don't be rude, the chatter, <laughs> the ill-time shout-outs, the brief yet brutal cacophony of apathy that permeates the room when Kennedy strays from the script, opting to tell it his own pace, an anecdote or two between songs. Because he doesn't generally do it. No. He doesn't generally he, interact with he goes it's not pretty really much one his and I don't think he really did at Vicker Street. He Massively. Didn't talk. No, I, I remember. He did talk, but like barely. It was like, here's a song called Boston. And then he'd go into Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now. Which like, I like. I've I don't know that. about you, right? I wouldn't say I'm the worst person in concerts, but I'm probably not Dave's ideal person in concerts. I'm going to get to videoing and stuff later on. But like, did you know, did you notice that at Vicker Street? Is that something that generally upsets you at concerts in general? Um, talking and like yeah. that kind of yeah. and did you find it bad at Vicker Street? Yes um, I did there was a man it was it was like a whatever seven or eight o'clock show and I went with my housemate and we were up on the balcony and we literally there was a man in front of us asleep he was so drunk and he was a grown man like he was in his 30s I'd say with his partner or with like there was a woman with him and she had to get up like at like halfway through and just bring him home because he was like he was asleep on the table before it started and then it started and he was like shouting being really belligerent but I was like it was like a midweek show I was and then you I remember you saying when you came out that there was young lads all around you and like some of them were full on crying which I loved Uh, but then some of them were just shouting and yeah it was like literally like clowns left me jokes to the right like but um, yeah um, it's and I get it and I get the devotion and I get wanting to express it and maybe being a bit giddy there obviously is a drink element then maybe you just kind of actually just go a bit mad and you just shout or something or you holler and but I'm kind of think like it is just kind of basic etiquette that you're not doing it in the middle of a song especially like I'm not saying some artists lend to that kind of behaviour more than others and he's just like if it's little mix go mad scream dance shout like exactly it's not his it's it's, he's very if nobody's ever listened to him I would really recommend it he's very like thoughtful it's usually very he has very few bangers bangers yeah we've yet to get a DK banger but I think he is it in him Um, he doesn't want to do that though I read yeah, I would. Oh, do you have, do you have some? I don't have it here. I read it earlier. He just like loves doing his emotional yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's no, he's very into like kind of the songwriting that you'll see like for Islands, Fires and Families. And, yeah. Uh, all my friends. All my friends. That kind of, that kind of really intense brooding songwriting where he can like show off the, the range of like his lyricism and stuff. I, because I've read some things as well that he hates Power Over Me. Oh yeah, I that believe he, that. It kind of, 
was I think it was a battle that he had to like I'll give you lose. one yeah basically with the labels and whatever to be like okay I'll give you this this is a this is a chip I'm willing to give up I don't know what uh, what are the words you've got that power over me no bye bye <laughs> Did Those you words? know I don't know it's uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say sorry <laughs> These words of mine. Um, no, but he said, I now I don't know if he said this, but I think it's been heavily implied in interviews that like power over me is really not his buzz. I believe that. Which you can kind of tell. No, keep going. You're just don't pause. You're ruining it. Um, no. You just keep reaching your hand over <laughs> to the soundboard. Um, but I really like power over me. Do you like power over me? I do, but it's not my favourite. I liked it when it came it's out and now his, I'm like, now I will skip it for all my friends. Like, it's not his strength, but there's no way he would have gotten outnumbered and outnumbered wouldn't have gotten the radio play that it did had he not sacrificed power, power over me. Do you know yeah. that kind of way? Yeah. Which is interesting. And I wonder now, because he's established himself now, I'd wonder what the second album is going to be like because earlier this year, I think it might have been October... It was, ju- it was before our live shows went on sale. Woo! Because I remember <laughs> I went out to Aaron Lamb to review it. He released his debut album, Without Fear. Have you listened to it? Yes, non-stop. It's very, very But much. I kind of knew all his songs already. Like, most of them were singles, weren't they? That's the tricky thing for me as well, because it was such a long rolled in. Yeah. Like, he's had a lot of iterations of songs. So he did Dove, the Doves and Ravens EP, which I mentioned, and that has a lot of, the, like, the big songs in it. He, Glory, I think, came out on its own, but, like, with a B-side... And then he did this thing that was really annoying where he did like a, it wasn't an album, but it was like a play, it was like a playlist or a compilation of like all the singles he'd released earlier this year. Yeah. Very, very early this year, late last year. And then, and then he released Without Fear, but it had four tracks that we'd already heard, I think. And two that we'd heard like several different iterations of. So that's All My Friends and An Evening I Will Not Forget. They're my favourites though. I they listen are to them. my favourites. Put them on every album. They are my favourites, but then a part of me is like, we get it. Not, yeah, we get it and... Sorry to this man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to Jeremy Kennedy. Um, but it's it's not even that like, okay, we get it, but I'm just kind of like, you. I know he is more in the, in it, he definitely is more in his repertoire that he's just waiting to show people and, yeah. but I'd say again, it's more like a label deal where it's like, all right, you, you need to put these on the album because they're the best and people love them. And But it's just difficult because you're dealing with a lot of different production as well. And like the versions on the album aren't necessarily my favourite. I like the old, like the old version of All My Friends. I think I prefer. Yeah. And Evening I Will Not Forget I think is like just as good. Sorry, he I'm thinking, he released that other EP as well with um, Young and Free on it. We oh, were yeah. Young. That was a big one at, when, I, when he started getting going. That and Glory were my two. Yeah, 2FM were one of the main people. Proper plugging them, weren't they? Proper, proper plugging them. 2FM Rising. Yeah, he was one of them. So I think that helped as well. But it was good to see that kind of backing. He's gotten a lot of backing from... You need that in Ireland to make it, I think. That's what got Picture This up there. like. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. (laughs) There, I said it. Um, But did you think that people were mad drunk when you were... You were down in the pit for Vicar Street. Sorry, we went went so tangential there. I'm really sorry. I'm going to be honest, my memory is so bad now that I, now that you've said it, I vaguely remember people being not as bad as that guy, but there were a few drunkards, but it was more the constant hum. There was like a constant hum of chat when at really quiet moments. And I was a bit like, I do find that frustrating. Yeah. Now I would imagine, I'd love to see the production level for the Trey because I'd imagine that is going to be, like he's ta- he talked about it in the Joe interview that he looks to people like Bonnie Vare and stuff and that he's looking to them to like elevate the live shows to give people a real show to look at. So I'm extremely jealous if you go to Trey shows. And I'd imagine you. Chad isn't going to be as much of an issue there, but it's definitely still... Well, I say it's not going to be an issue. It definitely is because his music hasn't changed and he's going to be performing the same songs. But when you have such amount of people there, it's almost expected. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, why couldn't you have taken that moment in Vicar Street where there's such a small amount of people, you'll never see him in a venue that small again. Yeah. And we all knew that. And I think if you were there, sitting there, thinking that you weren't, he wasn't on the cusp of something, then you're like a bit silly and a bit naive. And why wouldn't you have just taken that and enjoyed the moment as opposed to being like, Take your top off, which I have been known to You say. do shout that I him. know, but not at Jeremy Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, I choose my moments. Fair. Yeah, I never get drunk at concerts, do you? I feel like it's a waste of money. I used to in college, yeah. I Because I was, that was, the the gig was a vehicle for drink, which I regret it so much now. Like, I would rarely drink at a gig now. Yeah, I'm trying to remember one that I was drunk at. 
and that I enjoyed, you know? No, sorry, I'll defend past Fanula. It wouldn't have been every gig that I would have gone to and with the idea of getting hammered and stuff. But like a lot of the time you would be drinking and I had no tolerance. Well, I'll have like one drink. or two, but you yeah. wouldn't like, do you, see, do you see the people falling into the three arena? But it's the one thing I find really hard and it's the one thing, it's the one hard thing I find about seeing young people go to gig, like really young people, like underage people and the criticism, they, the criticism they face because I understand it as well, like, Let's just take longitude, right? This was the lineup was announced for uh, 2020's edition, and everyone's very excited. But everyone's also like, "My God, I can't go! I'm like, I'm too old." And like, I've been the last five, four or five years, and like, I definitely am too old because the age range is like 14 to 17 of the people that go, and they're usually like out for the day. They get very drunk. They're usually passing out and like sometimes ill, unfortunately. And I find that hard to look at because I'm like, it's very hard when you have like this taste of freedom and you want to go enjoy it and you want to pretend like you're a grown up and you have it all figured out. And then you just get too carried away with yourself and you can't even enjoy that moment. But then I imagine you're in a group where there's such pressure and it's the thing to do. It's very hard. And but like, I mean, it, it is that connection that we have. And maybe it's an Irish thing again where it's just so intrinsic with being at gigs and drinking. Because I remember I've been to gigs me and my friend Ashing went to see Ben Howard in oh, yeah. Germany for the for his the tour of his second album. And we got tickets for Cologne because we couldn't uh couldn't get tickets for the Dublin gig. And like again And you your money bags. We were yeah, absolutely <laughs> we were merry, but we weren't drunk. And like and again, now not that Ben Howard is similar enough to Dermot Kennedy that like again, not one that you'd be shouting at. And we weren't, but like we would sing for stuff and we were trying to move through the front of the crowd and they were just having none of it. Then I ended up actually reviewing the Dublin gig and getting review passes and it was like another crowd. Like there was someone had a framed picture of Barry Manilow in the crowd. Everyone everyone was hammered. Everyone was hammered. I think he was hammered. But like Ben Howard kind of hated the Germany crowd and then loved the Dublin crowd. So like, I don't know. We could talk about that all day. It's very interesting, but Will you be drinking for the three arena gig? I'll have like actually I might be driving, so maybe no. Will you go but, to uh, any of the I'll have like one or two if I'm not. Will Max. you go to any of the outdoor gigs? Because um, that presented another issue then, I think. Yeah, you're more likely to get drunk for outside, aren't you? <laughs> so <laughs> that actually wasn't the point I was gonna make at all, but you're more likely to get In okay. the summer, in the so in the summer. In <laughs> I don't I was, know. I, don't I was just more. Th- I was more thinking from a sound perspective. Oh yeah, yeah no, I hate never as good. Yeah, and I think again, it's going to be particularly difficult for him. Yes, I would agree. Which is now are people going? are going to go. A part of me wants to because I'm not going to the three arena gigs, but then another part of me is like, I'd actually love to go down to Cork and Park. I was going to say, hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, because I haven't been yet. I'd love to see it as a venue. No, that's live the marquee. Are oh. you thinking live the marquee? Mm, I think they're closing. L- no, this no. Cork and Ben Park is only breaking back, news. It's only um back open. I think. Oh, maybe that was it. Okay. Um, but I think I would. I think I would like to see um there. I don't really mind Malahide as a venue, and it's usually like I've it never is been. A, it is a good buzz of a summertime. Getting out of there is a. Nightmare. If Brendan Fox, if you're listening, he has picked me up from any gig there, and it's <laughs> pain in the hole to try and get him. Like it's not to get him. He's, he's asked you specifically not to ring him anymore because he just can never find you. No, literally, because the way th- I'm actually not going to give traffic directions on this podcast because it's not Please. what people came for. I'd imagine. Who but, are you? Um, 
Yeah, it'd be interesting, but then I suppose it all depends on how he develops the live show as well. Because he could give a cracker, like he could be coming out pulling a laser on it, like, yeah. or something. He'd probably play uh, EP altogether now. I don't think he will because he's doing his own shows. Maybe not, yeah. But he's I think too, he's just what he wants to do is, and the reason why he's doing so many shows is he just wants to play to as many of the people that want to hear him play as possible. I think he will get to a point then though where he's like, I hate these crowds. I want to go back to playing. Or what do you think? Yeah, no, I'd see that for him because he has no interest in like the fame or the cheering or the, you know, he just wants to play his music. I really he's get very, that vibe from yeah, him. Like, he's very, very into the music. I, what do you think about people taking videos at gigs? I... Because again, be, serial offender over I here. used to literally have the whole concert, any concert on my Snapchat story. But not for pe- other people to be like, oh, I'm in a gig. It was always so that when I woke up the next day, I could rewatch a lot of it. Yeah. And I I'm, lo- I I'm the it. same and I'm still kind of the same. But now I'm also kind of like, because I see people tweet about it and talk about it on social media the whole time where they're like, it's the worst kind of content. It's literally like the worst kind of content you could ever. And it's never as good to like, look back on. No, this is the thing. And like the amount of concert videos I have that I'm like, I won't delete. Yeah. But like, how often do I watch them back? Like I have so many a Dermot from that night. No, not so many. I was actually tactical in what I took at Dermot and Vicar Street. But like, I still have them. And like, how often do I watch them? No, never. Once every six when months when I'm on a memories. plane and I'm on airplane mode and I'm trying to figure out what I want to delete or keep. Like, no, I'll take, I'll take usually like one solid picture. Yeah. Once, I, try once I've got the, the shot, yeah. I'll live in the moment. That's my get the shot. motto. He's um he's actually said he doesn't really um he doesn't really mind people videoing at the show. He said, um what has he said? He said, It happens, it just does. I totally get what you're saying. I think it's less and less that you'll go to a show. Oh my god, I nearly dropped my notes and hit <laughs> off the mic. And it'll be like the way that it should be always. I see people in the front row who now do this thing where they're filming you the whole time, but they're also watching it because they want to watch it, I guess. But they also want to document it. I think about this a lot and how it's so important to try your best to kind of make it make it be that type of show. That's why I look up to people like Hosier and Bonnie Vere. You can see that they give a shit about that kind of stuff and that it's important to them. So like, we're getting laser beams and confetti cannons at three arena, I would imagine. Yeah, he's doing it for the fans. No, I wouldn't say so. Whatever he does, I a think very it's static performance. I would imagine it's going to be like choreography, and it's going to be not from him, but I imagine. Uh, yeah, I was like, Jesus, <laughs> you got that power, and he's just doing the in betweeners dance. Like, um, no, I'd imagine he's got, he might have like people. Do you know, like doing like the contemporary dance, and like they're gonna whiz your one up in the air, and he's gonna be like singing to me glory, and she, they're having a great time around do you reckon? him. Not for all of it, but I'd, I, I'd imagine he might do some little bit on that. Like, I'd say he loves a contemporary dance. And he'll do, he'll have mad graphics and stuff. Mad art, arty graphics. Like. Yeah. I'll let you know. Um, what would be your dream set list for him now? Or like, what would you be just, raging if he didn't play? Oh, if he just did All My Friends 12 times, I would sit there crying. Like. I really like Boston. I like Boston. Only recently. But he's got... never going to do that again, I would imagine. Really? He, has, he Maybe. doesn't have that many songs. Like. I think he'll like, yeah, I think he'll like pull it out. He'll do it as an encore. Yeah, he'll do, he won't do it as an do encore. It Actually, the encore. he might. I love guessing the encore. Yeah, you really do. Again, <laughs> ties into your hatred of surprises. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I'm starting to see a pattern. Um, I love Redemption off the new album. Yes, I do like that. I like Rome. Rome is very good. Rome is nice. Um, I'm gonna, can I test you on your knowledge of his songs? Uh, Yes. So it's my favourite part. It's a really easy of, game uh, because Google only had one Dermot Kennedy quiz. So it's great. Um, let's fill in the blanks. I have, fill in the blanks. Do you want me to do the sound effect for the blank or do you want me to do the sound effect when you get it right? When I get it right. Okay. Um, it's going to be too hard if you do it for the blanks. Yeah, it's, I think so. Okay. Um, call and I'll rush out all out of blank now. <laughs> Brett. God, oh, it's so good. It. Okay, one out of one. One out of one. Um, you decide if blank knows you well. Oh, <clears throat> you decide if... <laughs> Stop! So, you December? Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 we don't have a, a, a button. Um, darkness. You decide if darkness knows you well. You d- what song is that? You decide if darkness knows you well. I don't know. <laughs> you just my, my. 
Oh, carry on. No, right. it is. It's power over me, isn't it? No, it's not. No, it's it isn't. Sort of... You can't just sing it to the tune of power over me and go, yeah, it's power over me. Uh, I can't now. It is. It's, uh, it doesn't matter what's the third one. <laughs> Everything I hold dear resides in those blank. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say a Did ruse. Right? <laughs> oh, why did you take it away from me? <laughs> Everything I hold dear resides in those titties. <laughs> It's eyes. It's eyes. It is. <laughs> the titties of the face. Everything all here is at the nose. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, God. <laughs> the only one I know, the only one on my blank. <laughs> These sound bad now. The only one I know, the only one. The only one in my mind. Jesus. Yeah. Why is that? Two out of three. Um, yeah, it is two out of three. I think it's two, two out of four. Three out of four. Three out of four. Sorry. Uh, it was all in doubt. They were all blank. Do God, I actually. It um, was all in doubt. They were all blank. All around. Yep. Oh, Excellent. It sounds easier when you're looking at them, but it's quite hard. I think. It is. Some of them are like. Um, I just want blank to hate me. Should I keep doing this? Um, <laughs> I leave it off. But I do, I was, but no, I do I was, miscellaneous ones. I was trying to think of a funny answer. Play Gemma. I just want the Gemma to hate me. Find me, Darren! I just I want Darren to hate me. Find me, Darren! I don't I know how I live. Find me, Darren! I can't Darren. Um, the answer is, I just want the devil to hate me. Yes. Um, I'll never forget what you look like, blank. See, I said it in the in the rhythm. I'll never... On that night. Yeah. Are they just all from Power Over Me? Have you spread to <laughs> you know what? They might be. <laughs> um, actually, I think they are. <laughs> no, I don't think that. They're not. They're not. They're not. I <laughs> Remember the lake. It literally is. Remember the lake in, the in moonlight. Blank. Remember you shivered in Sean. Sean, what does Sean mean? Who's Sean? LeSean James. <laughs> what? LeBron James. It's a vine. You wouldn't get out because you don't remember vines. Because I'm too old. Um, <laughs> that's all that blank ever taught me. That's all that love ever taught me. These yeah. are all the lyrics from Power of Me. And yet you got some of them wrong. <laughs> I got one wrong. I told you that line was from Power of Me. Um, yeah, no, they are. I, I, I just want, I want your blank. I just, what is it? I want your heart to blank for me. This is the last one. Oh, that's, I want your heart to. It's really easy. Fold, break. I want uh, your love. heart to fold for I me. I want your heart to. I want your heart to be, do do do. Oh my. Before me. Beat. Beat. Oh, no. Like the vegetable. You failed at the Power oh, Over Me quiz 2019. <laughs> the Power Over Me quiz. Oh my God. <laughs> um, tell you what, he had a, what would you reckon his least favourite TV show that? appearance has been? No, it's oh, actually just I would say it's probably Ray Darcy. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> he's never been on Ray Darcy. <laughs> Graham Norton? No. No, is it Ellen? Yeah. Is it Ellen? Yeah. Third time lucky, Reid. Um, I was joking the first two. In the same Joe interview, because I really wasn't prepared to look beyond that, um, the Ellen one was quite intimidating. She was running the dialogue during an ad break, but we were behind a big wall, so I didn't know she was doing that. And she was like, coming up next, we've got Dermot Kennedy. And I was like, oh God, this is it. Which is fine. But she just sounded so crazy disinterested. Dermot Kennedy coming up, he's from Ireland, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, oh no, this is that thing. But I then realised she was just practising. I didn't put myself in the right headspace during rehearsals. You play to the open studio and all the seats are empty. But then later, the doors open up and everybody in the crowd stands up. They've been dancing for the whole show because that's her thing. And so they're now forced to not dance for four minutes. I freaked out a little bit, but it was okay. Yeah, I was going to play the shade button, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I'd re- I remember I'd hearing shade. that. I've heard things about Ellen that she may be not, not that Did nice. you see the recent clip with her and Dakota Johnson? No. Oh, oh I've heard it's very awkward, is it? It's so awkward. So basically, like, we're not going to get into it because there's pop culture podcasts who do it way better, but... What are we? If you... I, we're... <laughs> 
we're fine. Um, no, but uh, it, like in summary, right? Because I could be here all day talking about this. There's a lot of evidence that Ellen is actually a bit of a see you next Tuesday, right? Yeah. And um, not really nice. I'm not really on the Ellen bandwagon ever since the whole thing about her being Bezzy's with George W. Bush, bit dodge. But um, apparently, like, doesn't really get on with. A lot of celebrities, people can find her to be very difficult. Um, And recently, Dakota Johnson was on the show. I don't know promoting what. But basically, there was this speech where... She's not doing it. No. (laughs) Imagine. Oh, my God. Imagine going from Fifty Shades to Little Women. Fair play. Um, And anyway, Ellen was like... um, Oh, I was thinking of Dakota Fanning. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Is Dakota Fanning not in Little Women? Maybe. Or is it the other one? It's neither. Oh, maybe it's the other one. And it doesn't matter. So irrelevant. So, so anyway, wait for the little women. Oh, in my head, I was picturing this whole thing with Dakota Johnson. No, it's it's you're one who played Anna in yeah, the yeah, Fifty yeah. Shades. Because I was like Dakota Johnson wasn't in Fifty Shades. Um, anyway, anyway, Ellen turned at one point and was like, um, "Oh, um, you you your birthday party recently, and you didn't invite me." And um, Dakota turns around and is basically like, "No, that's not true." And it gets really awkward because usually, like, I I find Ellen's style of banter on her show can be kind of like mean or like deliberately makes the celebrity kind of look bad or make them feel awkward yeah. and Dakota I'm not going to explain it well you have to watch it because I'll never be able to convey the palpable sense of awkwardness but it just gets we're going to put it on Insta she's she's making a note of it now my pen silently um, and it's delicious because Ellen gets really awkward Dakota is just having absolutely none of her it's so good but, but um, why didn't they cut it from the show they must have been very stuck for content if that stayed in. Maybe they didn't think it was as bad as... Maybe they didn't think it would be picked up the way it was picked up on social media. Okay. Um, no, but um, I remember... I think it might be Karen from My Favourite Murder. It used to be a writer on The Ellen Show. Oh, gas. Um, and she isn't... Like, she's never explicitly said anything, but I remember in the early episodes, she was, us- she was implying that it wasn't a very nice place to work. I could have that completely mixed up with someone else, but I think it was her. Yeah. No, I'd believe it. But again... That's not a buzzy crowd for DK's tunes, I would imagine. Even for something like Power Over Me, and especially if they have to sit there and it's like all these like middle America women just like clap. Yeah, well, but it's that's not, really not who he's playing to. That's Ellen's it's lot. the millions of people sitting on their arse at home. But he he can't sense that because he's in a studio at that yeah, time. Oh you know? yeah, but get over it, Dermot. Like you, you probably got so many, <laughs> so many new fans from that. Like or salty. Like obviously, Ellen is the one you want to play on. Like for some reason, so. It's not for the 40 people sitting in the audience. Fair. Um, I'd like to play... We have a game? No, I want to play Devil's Advocate. Oh. <laughs> Your least favourite game, admittedly. Um, I was going to say it's a point that's been raised and we actually spoke about it, about it, the intense airplay he's gotten definitely this year, like where you'd switch between stations and if Outnumbered isn't on, Power Over Me will be on. Yeah. You switch to the next one, Outnumbered is starting again. Which I mean, a buzz for me because I'll absolutely roar Outnumbered going down the M50, bawling my eyes out. But <laughs> for a lot of people, it's a bit much. And there's an argument there that there's kind of maybe an unconscious bias within radio and within music at the minute that seems to favour kind of male Irish pop stars. And they're given such a platform in comparison to female yeah. Irish pop stars. Um, Colin Gannon did a really good piece for the Irish Times. He's a former Golden Plec writer. Um, and he kind of made a lot of points, basically. Um, this is a, a quote from one. Collectively, groups like Picture This and Codeline, coupled with troubadours such as Gavin James and Dermot Kennedy, hold what amounts to, monopoly, uh, to a monopoly on visibility and commercial success in Irish pop. And then he interviewed a load of great women from the scene. He interviewed uh, Eve Bell, uh, Karen Cowley from Wyvern Lingo. Who, I saw Eve Bell recently. She's very, very good. I haven't seen her live, but I'm a big fan of hers. Um, Car- uh, Karen from Wyvern Lingo said, the tradition of the bard with the guitar or rock band is more immediately palpable in male form. Pop music is a massive marketing game. And the majority of the time, the machines are directing the marketing at women. But I think then, and I know the point, a similar enough point was made on the Unpopular Opinion on their episode on Irish media, where they, like, neither of the girls are Dermot Kennedy fans, right? So, I mean, you're not exactly preaching to the choir there anyway. And their issue was that there seems to be no space for women, whereas you've people like Dermot Kennedy and these people constantly getting this airtime. Yeah, where, picture this, whole year. Yeah, and now, I mean, listen. They're all you great. Could, you could argue that you're... Men you're, are better. 
Well, I was going to say, you could argue that you're talking to two people who really like Dermot Kennedy, so we're not going to have it a totally unbiased view either. But I would agree. They use the example of like Sole, who I don't fully agree with that comparison no, because Sole got a massive airplane. Sole got a lot of radio play. She's like the best selling, she's the best selling single from an Irish female in 2019 with Love Tonight. So big up Sole, big congrats. We're big fans of hers. Yeah. Great to see her doing so well. But I would agree that there is a bias whether unconscious or not and I think for a lot of those stations and Colin made this point in his piece as well that it is easier for them to be like well, it is what it is as opposed to actively do anything about it what do you think? No I it's a similar argument to Ed Sheeran isn't it? Like people have said that Ed Sheeran has just been forced down everyone's throat for the last like 10 years or whatever Kind of yeah and like I mean he's not as much as I'm going to get killed for this, but like, he's not, whatever your preference is, and it's not that I'm a massive Ed fan or anything, but like, they're not, himself and Dermot Kennedy are not entirely dissimilar to each other in what, in the product no. that they have, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think we've seen a lot of these people come through, like James Bay, yeah. to like, I can name so many examples who've been given a platform and been allowed to enjoy that commercial space and whereas these other women haven't and it's not for lack of talent it's for lack of platform it's for lack of do you of think though just from even a business perspective can I put my business hat on but that maybe just women don't sell as well so that they're not wi- they're not willing to put the time into as many female well like artists? this is the point that Karen kind of made in the sense that like your marketing like th- you've a as it goes, like female audiences tend to be more, tend to be bigger, more engaged. So you're going to present like this cis white male singing songs about love. I'm making a lot of sweeping statements here, but like generally yeah. that is a buzz for cis white gals. Yeah. Do you know? So from that perspective, yes, it does make sense. But then I'm also kind of like a lot of that is changing. A lot of those ideals are changing. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of other artists come up that are engaging with a lot of people. We've seen, even with Dermot Kennedy, that he is, he would have quite a substantial male fan base where a lot of these other singer-songwriters yeah. kind of wouldn't, that are in the same vein as him. Like, I would say Sheeran's audience is majority female at yeah. this point now. Whatever about initially. And then you'd wonder, is Dermot Kennedy's audience going to go to that place as well then? Yeah, you'd wonder. <laughs> Q wondering. You would. No, but uh, yeah, I'd agree. No, I, I don't think, know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to point the finger at like any particular stations because I know there are people doing some really good stuff and I think at the end of the day you have to give what the people want at the same time. Yeah. But I think that there is a bias. It needs to be acknowledged. Oh God, sorry. That was weird my point. Um, And I just think... I don't have anything. Oh, grand. <laughs> Get away from the soundboard, I swear Sorry to God. To man. Um, yes, and I think more could be done to platform the female, because they're, they're the ones that are going to struggle. They're the ones that aren't going to be taken seriously in terms of their songwriting. They're the ones who are going to be continuously questioned about inspirations, about their methods and about... Just everything. Yeah. You don't get you don't get the same kind of critique or like I don't think male artists are subjected to that level of scrutiny as female artists do, especially if you're in that vein of writing their own music and playing their own instruments. And also, I, while I say that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with any artist who's out there who like maybe doesn't write their songs or doesn't write or doesn't play their own instruments. Like, yeah. do you know? No, and you definitely see that with the likes of Sigrid and maybe even Billie Eilish, where they've just kind of they're trying so hard not to like be like seen as sexualized or like Sigrid doesn't wear makeup yeah. she does nothing with her hair she wears jeans and a t-shirt and she just goes out and performs and she's kind of appreciated by a wider audience I would say because of it you know I just and Billy's the same Billy Eilish wears whatever super she wants. baggy well she said that often she'll wear like really baggy clothes because she doesn't want to be sexualized which yeah. is the grimmest statement you could ever hear from someone who is 17 years old yeah. like how grim is that how much that you're like please just listen to my music please listen to what I have to say please do not talk about how my body looks yeah but now, there's, there's a different issue because obviously she's younger but they're escaping all the crap that Taylor Swift would have gotten in the early days and probably still gets now but like oh like you couldn't any of the pop girls yeah. any of them and no I mean listen they're still held to like a crazy insane standard I don't know if you saw Billy was criticised there now because she said she came out and basically said I didn't watch the interview, but I've, I've gathered she said she didn't like Lady Gaga's meat dress that she wore to the VMAs a couple of years ago. I think it was the VMAs. It was some MTV award show. 
And she came out and said out. And there was a lot of like Lady Gaga stands came out and were like, oh my God, like Billy would never be able to wear the stuff she's wearing today without Gaga, blah, 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 which like might ring true. And then another part of me is like, Billy Eilish is vegan. Of course she's not going to like a meat dress. Yeah. Like how old was she when that, when she like seven or eight, she probably doesn't really remember it. Like, and she probably didn't look at that being like, wow, what a moment. Do you know, like it's, I'm getting riled up. Could talk about this all day, but yeah, I I think there's uh, validity in the argument, but at the same time, I do think Dermot Kennedy is hugely popular, and I think he's hugely popular, and I I think his popularity is justified. To be honest, I think he's doing something really really different. Um, I am excited for what's to come because I think. The album, while I loved it, I think he played it a bit safe. I'd love to see him do some more of the hip-hop stuff. Do you think he's going to feel massively under pressure with this second album? Yes. I love the way, and I feel, and we're part of the problem because I'm already talking about it and he's just only released it, but. It's just because we were so overly familiar with, like, with everything that was already on this album that you're nearly like, oh, this is new, you know? Yeah, absolutely. new, but I still appreciated it. Yeah. I still listen to it. I'd love if he took a nice long break. He he needs to have a sleep, like. Before and I'd June. imagine he will after the summer gigs. Like I'd no, say he needs a good nap before June. Like he has loads. He will time. have a good nap before June, but I imagine after June, I would hope that he takes a year out. But then I suppose there's probably pressure then, on himself, pressure from yeah. the labels to be like. And when Hosier did that, everyone strike while they're in hot. Yeah, well, that is there is that thing as well. So, um, but yeah, there is that like uh, fulfilling the demand. What yeah. is the supply and demand? Like people want it, you have to give it to them. Yeah, I suppose. I know. So hard to juggle. Um, for people looking for Christmas presents, I don't know if all these gigs are sold out, but upcoming he has, obviously you said the 22nd, 23rd in the Tree Arena. Um, they're definitely sold out. Jump to next summer. He's doing St. Anne's Park on the 5th of June. He's doing the Ormo Park in Belfast on June 25th. He's doing Malahide Castle on the 26th. He's doing the INEC in Killarney. Um, I can't, sorry, and, and the INEC Clarny, that's Yeah, demented. on the 2nd and 3rd of June and he's doing Independent Park Cork on I'm the just, Yeah, I'm just on Ticketmaster now, so there are no tickets for the three arena gigs. There seem to be, I don't know if they've gone on sale yet, but what date is it? They're actually, sorry. So <laughs> they're tomorrow. On, they're on sale uh, Wednesday the 11th, which is tomorrow. Yeah. Um, that is for the St. Anne's Park gig and that is also for the... Cork Independent Park I think that actually might be on sale already that is on sale already and there are tickets left um, and they are starting at 49.50 if you want to get them I don't know if tickets are available for that Saltwater Festival yet and now I feel like I might have made it up Saltwater. yeah well, are you sure you just weren't mixing it up with the Glen Eagle Saltwater Festival <laughs> no it's for Westport and um, 2020 go? June Bank Holiday Weekend mm, don't know if I can that weekend Um Dermot Kennedy, what? Johnny Marr, Maverick Sabre, The Stranglers, Lyra, Lee Scratch Perry. Is all Maverick Sabre still going? He sure is. He's from Enniscorty. Um, one of the festival, one of the first festivals of the summer. It doesn't say anything about when the tickets are on sale. Sorry, it actually. You does. do have to stand in the sea though. For day the whole and <laughs> day and weekend tickets go on sale from Ticketmaster. Uh, Friday thirteenth uh, December. Early wear tickets are priced for one hundred and forty-four euro for three days with camping options also available. Terms so and conditions apply. Terms and conditions apply. Head out to Westport. Stand in the sea. Make a weekend of it. I don't think they're literally going to make it. No, you I, have to stand in the sea. You have like, to stand in the sea. Yeah. They're, it's actually one of the terms and conditions. for people who like are like, oh, I'll wait and I'll see if there's still tickets after Christmas. What would you say? Do you I wouldn't. I would get them now. Like, if you have any interest at all, strike while they're in time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you want some really cracker mini bandwagons? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> It's been a long time. Hit me up. Um, so you kind of ruined one earlier, but Hosier is playing the three arena tonight and tomorrow night. Like I'm not a mind reader breed. Like <laughs> no, but you you love a surprise. So um. <laughs> you love a surprise. He is supported by Freya Ridings. That's all I have. You literally said it. Earlier. Where are you going? I wish my brother bought tickets um, a few months ago, and I really thought he was going to bring me for Christmas. My other brother, and uh, I texted him today, and I was like, at the time, I was like, who are you bringing? And he goes. I'm going to wait and see closer to the time. And he was like, if I have no one, I'll bring you. Aww. And then I text him today and he's bringing someone else. So. That is so rude. It's fine. Do you know what? Me I've never really seen Hosier properly and he's one of my favourites. I saw him at Could Independence he, and he hadn't released that album yet, I don't think. God, he was so good. But it was mobbed. Yeah. He was mobbed at that time. Have I seen him somewhere else? I We saw him at Electric Picnic play with the Trinity Orchestra, but he did like... 
wasn't his own but he wasn't he did, it like, wasn't his, prince yeah. or something yeah or bowie i can't remember anyway um, it was lit me, me when yeah when when nina cried power came out me and keen used to drive in the car but just replace every name with like really like random names to be like Padre cried power <laughs> and just replace, like Callista cried power it was good crack that was all i have to say it's funnier in my head price the fucking time i don't have anything you, bitch <laughs> right what's next um the i watched this absolutely t- demented documentary on netflix yesterday it's another true crime one because people love true crime um it's called the confession killer have you heard about this i saw it advertised because i i have my own mini bandwagon that i'm going to tag on to nope. this and the trailer came up at the end oh she's mad um i'm gonna say one line on it and that's it do the shade that's so poorly timed um no, Tell me not, what Confession Killer is about. It is tapped. It's a new Netflix documentary about Henry Lee Lucas, who was known as the Confession Killer, but he was a self-proclaimed serial killer who confessed to kiss, committing as many as 600 murders. But there's so many twists and turns. It's like, so the you, I don't want to spoil it. I'm so bad at spoiling things. Yeah, don't give it away. Um, basically, he's, he confesses to all these murders, but there's no absolutely no way he could have done them all. So it's kind of, it follows why he confessed where he got his information because he would literally drive police to different crime scene sites and be like, this is where I killed her. That's where she parked her car, blah, blah, blah. And he would know everything exactly as it happened. Um, and then he was like sent, he was like on death row for all these murders and before people started to cop that something wasn't right. So it, it's really tapped and if you kind of watch the first episode and you think it's going to be really boring, but at the end of every episode, there's like another cliffhanger and it just keeps roping you back in. I watched it all like yesterday evening. Interesting. And where could people find that? Netflix. Um, the Confession Killer on Netflix. And then um, number three. Can you guess what number three is? We had a fight at the weekend about number three because Fiona won't bring me. Oh, it's yeah. It's Guinness Winterfest. <laughs> um, Guinness are having a Winterfest in the Open Gate Brewery. It has, I'm just going to list out what, what's on offer. Um, local food vendors, designers, gift makers, DJs, bands, choirs, karaoke caravans, uh, comedians, churros, toasties, mulled Guinness, old-fashioned cocktails and especially brewed Christmas beer to be enjoyed with the tasty dishes. It's running, it ran last weekend, it's also running this weekend from Thursday to Sunday and tickets are 10 euro and it's my dream date so if anyone wants to bring me give me a call I might bring you if you're good I'm unemployed as of Thursday I might change my mind can I just say if people want to watch Marriage Story on Netflix no that's cursed we're not talking about that okay. Adam Driver is a cursed man why I just don't like him do you not I don't like his face it's a bit hateful <laughs> didn't it's like very girls. I didn't watch Girls so I'm gonna did you watch Marriage Story yeah watched it last night it was good yeah um, they're both very good in it even though I also hate Scarlett Johansson but like Worth a watch if you just have a load of tears and yeah, that you actually just need extinguished s- and wept out. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen a lot of tweets about it, like ripping the piss out of it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you will either like it or you will be like, this is really contrived. But I, th- I thought it was good. I thought it was, thought it was good. Caught me by surprise. I wasn't expecting to like it, but I did. So Interesting. Might put that um, on my list for next week. There you go. <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say. Um, thanks so much for joining us uh, I've been Fanula oh actually oh. do you want to tell the people about the merch I sure do it's kind of your brainchild though you've been working on that so you take the lead but we, okay. we do have merch basically that's the announcement yeah so we've, we're trialling some merch um, our patrons have already seen it but it's up on this website called Tee Public now um, you can literally get our logo or our slogans on any kind of merchandise you can imagine um, some of them are very very funny very, very funny. Yeah. As 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 said in feedback, as said in focus focus group sessions. Yeah, we're giving patrons a discount, aren't we? Um, I don't have a discount code, but there is a sale on at the minute. I think it's thirty percent off across the store. So we'll work on that. But but we will get a special discount just exclusive exclusive for patrons to have all times. I think. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it, guys. But yeah, just uh, the link is in our bio, or you can just Google T Public Bandwagons. Yeah, yeah find them there. Um. um We've also got next episode of Off the Wagon coming. Imminently. Imminently. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. When is this going out? So Wednesday. So Wednesday. <laughs> um, so that'll be out Wednesday. And um, we're talking about all things 
Christmas, traditions, movies, Christmas songs. Should certain Christmas songs be banned? Um, it's very good, but you can only listen to it if you're a patron. And it's for the low, low price of four fifty a month. Maybe get it get it for someone for Christmas. Yeah, and if you sign up, all the older Off The Wagon episodes are there too. So you don't just get this month, you get all the months. All of the months. Um, and we're working on some other cool little perks for you for the new year. So watch this space. Now is a good time to sign up. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um... We have been Bandwagons. We are on, I keep it in the mic. We're on uh, social media as Bandwagons Podcast. If you want to email us, it's Bandwagons. No one ever emails us. You need to leave Maybe if I keep saying it, people will, all right? Uh, thanks to Collaborative Studios, because we said we were going to say that every week and we never do. Thanks to <laughs> Collaborative Studios. Yeah, we're really thankful. Oh my God, putting um, that on the soundboard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, I've been Fanula. I've been Reed. Thanks so much for listening.